Hey, welcome to the Babes Talking Business Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Lauren. I'm a mama, wife, author, and a network marketing professional. I'm really passionate about empowering women to step into their power and becoming self-led, self-ignited, and excited when it comes to their finances, businesses, relationships, and life. So I love we have created this space where women can come together to rise together to have real and raw conversations and be reminded of their power, their worth, and their vision when they forget. Because when one woman wins, we all win. And sometimes we just need someone to go first to show us what's possible. And I'm Shani. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur who loves to diversify the way I create wealth. And I love empowering and teaching you about it too. I'm an international speaker, a course creator, a professional network marketer, but my favorite job of all is being a mama. It's really important for me to fulfill my life's purpose with the impact and the work that I do. But my highest value is family. And so navigating the balance between being a kick-ass woman in business and a conscious mother is where I'm at and excited to share that with you too. Hang around me long enough and I'll show you how to step into your full potential and have you cultivating health, wealth, and fortune in a soulful and joyful way that feels good. Welcome to the BTB podcast, episode 83, the pivot your business needed like yesterday. This is a very candid conversation between the two of us where we talk about our opinions, our thoughts, our hallucinations around what is happening right now in the business space, whether you have a business online or offline, a product or a service, we are definitely feeling like businesses are needing to pivot right now because consumer Buying behavior has definitely changed. And when I look at my own behavior in the way that I buy things, it's definitely evolved over the last couple of years. And so this episode is a little bit of a conversation around what we feel needs to happen to change. We've also done a little bit of market research after doing this episode. And what we have found is people have definitely changed the way that they buy things after what's happened in the world over the last few years. They feel like Everything being online and having a little bit of saturation in the online space has definitely made them more cautious of the way they buy. And also with what's happening in the economy and people being a little bit tighter with their money. So we talk about marketing strategies. We talk about ways that you can add value. We talk about things that we're currently doing to pivot and to change so that we can, of course, sell and share our beautiful services and products but also add massive value and change people's life because at the end of the day, that is what we are all here to do. So enjoy, let us know what you think. Please join the conversation. Let us know on Instagram what you think is going on in the business world right now. And we hope you get some massive value from this. Hello, Lozzie. Hey, Shani. So um, I was having a little bit of a giggle just before we jumped on tonight because like I had this vision for this season and the vision was like one of my favorite podcasters, her name's Michaela. She's got like this epic um, Instagram where she like interviews awesome guests and has like spicy conversations. She's hilarious. Like she's just one of my favorite people. And she does this really cool thing where she like creates reels of the snippets of her podcast and she looks beautiful and there's beautiful lighting and she's got these gorgeous captions and she's funny and I'm like yeah 
that's what season five of BTP is going to be like. And as I was walking up the stairs to come to my office, I'm like, I've got my hair in a, in a bun and I've got, I've had a shower. I've washed all my makeup off. I've got my serums on my face because I'm freaking obsessed about anti-aging at the moment. And I've got my pajamas on and I'm like, wow, <laughs> this didn't happen. <laughs> well, what about the pretty, pretty vision I have? <laughs> Yeah. I know we're still working it. We, we did say that our next time we record, we're going to try to do it on a Saturday and we're going to get the guys to go out with the kids and we're going to get dressed up because if we put the camera on right now, you're just going to see two hot mamas in their pajamas <laughs> with their face serums on. But hey, that's what, that's what success looks like in this season of life. You, you, you get yeah. it done. You get it done. <laughs> anyway, I'm really excited about tonight's podcast topic. It's called The Pivot Your Business Needed Yesterday. And I wanted to talk about some really cool conversations that I've been having with some people um, who are very successful in what they do in business. And it's about how just business in general is changing, just the way that we sell, the way that we buy, um, marketing, just in general. I don't know about you guys who are listening, but I've definitely felt it since the world's kind of opened up, I guess, after COVID. I'm just like, wow, what was working four, five, six years ago doesn't work anymore for me. And personally, like I'm in the thick of trying to figure out what does work, like what's the secret sauce? So I wanted to pick your brain. Like we haven't had a conversation about this properly I just thought I'd love to pick Lizzie's brain about this topic. And just do it on the potty so everyone can pick our brains and they can hear what our conversations are actually like. <laughs> yeah. So what do you reckon? Like obviously we've, we have had a conversation about like we've got to, something's got to change for us to go to that next level. Otherwise we're always continuously going to maintain what we have now. And as much as that's beautiful and abundant and and I need to relish in that and be like, yes, I'm grateful for that. There's a part of me that's like, hell no, I don't want to be stuck here. Mm-hmm. I want to grow. I want to flourish. I want to expand. I want to make bigger impact. I want to help more people. I want to make more money. Like I think that's intrinsically wide in anyone who has an entrepreneurial spirit. Like you're always going to want more, be more, do more. But I have felt it in the last, well, I mean, we are in a weird season of life. Not weird. We're mums with 10 months olds. My little boy turned 10 months today. I can't believe it. But yeah, so I don't know if it's just me and like a hallucination that I'm having, but I'm like, something's different. People are buying behavior is different right now. And I'm, and I'm kind of trying to work it out. Yeah, well, I think I've noticed it as well in personally my business and what I what I'm doing and even noticing it when we go to mentor women and we go to teach them what worked for us and they're not getting the same results. So it's like, okay, like, and I think, uh, I don't know, I think this would apply to other professions as well, but I know particularly with the network marketing profession, there's this saying where, and I'm going to get it wrong, about you, I'll butcher it. Um, like this, the strategies stay the same. No, the methods stay the same, but the strategies can change. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Like the medium can change. Like it, at the end of the day, the things that you do to move the needle in your business are the same. It's growing your network. It's inviting people. It's um, adding value. It's sharing your story. 
Um, and that's always been the same things in order to have success. But if you talk to people who built this business 40 years ago, the way that they grew their network was going to like in-person events and networking and how they shared their story was paying for advertising in newspapers or like community boards. And then I know for you and I, when we first started our business seven years ago, like, I don't know about you. I think, I think we're both the same. We're introverts. And as much as we love people and intimacy and intimate conversations, the idea of networking events, personally, I hate, I hated them at the start. I have the confidence to do that now, but we didn't, I didn't build my business going to any networking person events. I would Mm. network online and add value. And I did that through blogging. I did that through like having lots of conversations in the inbox um, and then I felt like there was this next wave of momentum where social media was pretty good. And there was things like reels where you could attract people to you. Like you still had to add value and be in the inbox, but you'd have a little bit more luck. Um, if you were adding value and you were showing up and showing your face and building rapport that way, you'd have more luck with attraction marketing. But even I've noticed with the following and being consistent with adding value, my engagement's gone down. The views of my story have gone down. Comments oh, yeah. have gone down. And then you teach these new girls who are coming in who are excited and you're like, oh, I can't teach you what I was yeah. doing two years ago or I can't even teach what I was doing six months ago because that's not working right now. So I think the same things are applying, like how do you add value right now? How do you grow your network? How do you provide a solution for people? How do you share your mission? But the way that we do that I think has to pivot and has to change. Mm. I think it would be, you know, if like people are struggling in business right now, not struggling, maybe like they're just not able to move forward and grow to that next level and they're wondering the same thing. I think it's like important to distinguish that it's time to take radical responsibility in that, in that pivot and work it out. Like, what is it? And that's exactly where I'm at right now. Personally, I'm like, every day I'm like okay what are other people doing what are people in my space doing online who's really successful right now what are what are they doing that's different to me what are my competitors doing different like I'm definitely out there like research marketing um I'm definitely also like an analyzing behaviors of successful people And I think that comes back to taking radical responsibility of knowing like, okay, I've got to make a pivot right now and I've got to change something. I don't have to recreate the wheel. I don't have to go out there and like do a massive rebrand or anything. It's more like I've distinguished that the conversations that I'm having with people who are interested in my services and products, they're more hesitant to, maybe that's the wrong word. They're They're hesitant to buy so erratically as they would have, you know, three years ago. And I can't help but think that COVID totally changed the way that we buy now. I don't know. Have you changed the way you buy? I mean, we we are in a different season of life. So I don't know, like if I get a sponsored ad about baby stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to save that. But like have you noticed, have you done that? Yeah, I think there's a few things. I think if you're a successful entrepreneur, just an entrepreneur in general and you want to be successful, a big part of that is emotional intelligence and paying attention to the energy of what's going on around you. And I think right now, I don't think I don't believe it was COVID that plays into this part. I think what's actually happening in the economy is that we are going into recession. Like 
Mm. You can say that you can be responsible for your own success and businesses don't have to buy into that. You can create your own economy, but you'd be really naive to not to understand that most people's living expenses have gone up $2,000 a month. So if you're a family right now who don't have, everyone has the opportunity, but most people don't realize it right now, Mm. but you're on a fixed income and you don't have the opportunity to create more wealth and maybe you're a one income family if you've got to somehow find an extra $1,500 to $2,000 a month to pay for mortgage repayments, electricity, groceries, I definitely think that's going to affect people's buying behavior. They're going to be like, yeah. I don't, I can't afford that. Like I've even known girlfriends who won't catch up for a coffee right now. They're like, I can't do that. I can't have the cocktail. So I think in regards to people's buying behavior, that is definitely going to play into it in regards to what's happening in the economy. And like, that's just fact. It's $1,500 a month in Australia at the moment, just for an average family and an average income. Yeah. Um, but what I've also noticed in regards to, I don't know if it's buying behavior because I wouldn't call it buying, but I've noticed in regards to people joining my team, like that side of things, people who are actually looking for income opportunities. Two years ago, and probably the same thing in the thick of COVID, like I wouldn't even, I wasn't doing many follow-up calls. Like I would be able to, people who'd want to join my business were just excited. Like I guess they had heaps of time. They were open to things. They would just sign up to things like, I guess this is probably this does this is kind of talks into what you're saying before. They would sign up to things via just a link. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have mm. on a call, and it's not because they didn't want to. It's like they didn't want it. Like they, I would yeah, happily yeah, jump on yeah. a call, and it's like they were reluctant to answer a phone call. They didn't want to talk on the phone. Just send me the link, and I'll pop on and I'll do this. Like they were they were excited to do things, but what I've noticed now is they're still excited. Like the right people are showing interest. Like I'm still getting clients and team, but. They actually want it. People are craving that connection. They want to hop on a call. They want to see you. They want to talk. They want to get offline and go for the coffee date, which, yeah, compare that to behavior two two years ago. I think that plays into the COVID thing. We spent two whole years or a lot of people, 12 months to two years, depending where in the world you are, like doing everything online. And I think that people definitely have that fatigue where they're like, I'm craving connection. Like I'm craving community. So I noticed that yeah, I'm I'm changing the way I build my business to pivot for that. Like I, my introvert, I mean, is getting a little bit out of her comfort zone uh-huh. and like catching up with him for coffees throughout the day. And as much as it's hard with the baby, like trying to do things in Stevie's wake windows. And we're, I know we're starting to do like business events again. We haven't done them in person in a few years because there just wasn't a demand for them. We would offer them yeah. and people were, they're like, why would, I get, why would I leave the house and drive to an event where I could just jump on Zoom? from my couch but people are now like I don't want to jump on zoom from the couch I want to get away from my crazy family like where are we where's I'll come I'll bring the wine so I've definitely noticed people's behavior in regards to like qualified people like leads people who actually want the service that you're providing or the solution that you provide are wanting to pick up the phone or are wanting to catch up in person or like have community events um but I, I guess in regards to like consumer products people who are spending money I think I have noticed people are less just a little bit more careful and cautious you have to do a better job at helping people understand the value and what you're offering to make sure they because people have money for things that are important so if you can't do a great job at explaining to them what's their what's in it for them like what were their goals what were their pains how can you provide a solution for whatever their problem was then they're not going to invest in it um so I think whatever you guys are doing, whatever business you're part of or whatever product or service you offer, you have to get really great and you always should be. But I think that's a big piece in this moving forward, but people are 
maybe starting to spend a bit more careful with their spendings, you have to do a better job at actually teasing out the value that you're adding so they know it's something that they actually want to invest in because it's going to help them get closer to their goal out of a pain that they're currently in. Yeah, I actually spoke into this on a training a few weeks back where it's like an opportunity now for you more than ever to make sure that your customers understand that your product or your service is a need to have, not a nice to have. Because as soon as the belt starts to tighten because the budget is getting a bit tight, the first thing that goes out the window is the stuff that's not being used, the product that isn't really that important because you've forgotten how awesome it is or the person who sold that to you hasn't been checking in on you to see how you're going and reminding you about your goals and like the customer care aspect of it is so important but also the education behind what it is that you provide and why it's so important like that more than ever right now is I think some some people are really missing the point that that's what is going to make people think, okay, this is a need I need to have. I can't cut this out. I need this in my in my life. Um, and if you're not doing that and you have like customers cancelling, like that, that's definitely why I believe because it's a nice to have, not a need to have. Yeah. I know this conversation is actually inspired after you had a coffee date with one of our friends today. What what did what kind of value or perspective did he have or what did he what did he notice in this in this space? Yeah, I I had an awesome conversation with Ryan from Swish and um, for anyone, shout out to Ryan um, who is doing some really cool stuff with our team this year. Swish is a really cool sales um, training facility. It stands for sales with integrity and selling honestly. And um, anyway, we were just having a chat in general about the gap that we are seeing right now in our different industries and this is so, like this blew my mind. So Liz, remember how we did that disc profiling a few years ago? For anyone who doesn't know what disc profiling is, Google it. It's a really awesome, I guess, like a personality profiling quiz thing. Like it's it's not a quiz. <laughs> I totally butchered that. <laughs> it's like legit. <laughs> it's, how would you explain it? It's like it's a great personality test. It helps you yeah. look at how you learn and how you buy. It just gives you a bit of an insight into your personality and your tendencies. Yeah how you problem solve, how you think, how you deflect, how you, yeah, just how you work in general, how you buy, how you sell. Like it's just incredible. It's incredible, right? So you're either a D, an I, an S or a C. And um, I won't go into the nitty gritty of that. But anyway, he was talking about the DISC profiling because a lot of his training revolves around DISC. Um, it's an incredible tool that Tony Robbins uses as well. And so generally most people have, well, everybody has two profiles. They have their primary and their secondary, for lack of better words. And their primary profiling in DISC is just like what they innately are. It's like intrinsic in them. You can't change that about you. That's just your personality type and it's how you are in real life. Whereas your secondary one is, you know, like you can turn a button on, let's just say, and you like turn it on for people and it's how you act in a public setting and in front of others and maybe like you might be feeling one way in real life but then you show up a different way in front of your team or whatever or online so your secondary profile um, that's fluid it changes but your primary never changes 
The only way your primary profile would change, he said, is if you've had like a near-death experience or a huge life event that's totally rocked the boat. Like it's very rare to see someone's primary disc um, change to a different one. But he said, so the company that he uses in Australia, they've done like millions and millions of, um, of profiling over the last 35 years. And what they've noticed is since COVID, the amount of people who have a different primary profile is astonishing. Like they've never seen it before. So I suppose you could say COVID was a really big life event for people. A lot of people lost their jobs, their livelihood. A lot of people realized that the job that they did have was not really important to them. They didn't love it. They weren't living aligned with their highest values. A lot of people were stuck at home for a very long time. Mental health, like a lot of things, a lot of bad things, a lot of good things came from COVID. So it changed people's perspective on life and what's important to them, I suppose. That's my hallucination about why a lot of people's primary disc profiles have changed. We didn't really go into that too much. So what he said is with knowing that piece of information and knowing that COVID uh, being such a big life event for so many people and it's changed them to their core, that's a really interesting clue about what's actually happening in the world right now. And I remember like so many people realised that they were doing something just because of the paycheck and they weren't doing anything really that lit them up and they weren't doing their their soul's purpose they were just in the grind and they were kind of like frozen in that and COVID was a really amazing opportunity for them to break free so if we think about that and then we flip flip that on its head and think about people who potentially like used to buy erratically or buy I don't know, the certain marketing tactics work really well on them, but now they don't. And I say the word tactics loosely, like that's a really horrible word to use, but it's just, I feel because people's primary discs are changing, it means we have to change the way that we serve those people who have changed. Does that make any sense? I've been trying to like, trying to figure out how to articulate that. That's been in my brain since this afternoon. (laughs) It does. And I think until I familiarize myself with the disc profile, to know how would you actually change the way that you serve though. So like, because I, same thing, my hallucination may be like, say you have, I wonder if they've all, if there's like a general majority change towards a certain way, or would you just have some people that were mostly D before now this way? And like, I wonder if it's like an equal change, or you would just have a, a balance of the way that you would serve, or are they all like, is there a trend towards one certain personality trait that's been since COVID? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think as well, like, I don't have the answer, but we and we don't have the answer in this podcast episode. We're also having just a conversation around it, but um, I think we have to be more intentional about understanding the needs and the challenge points and the pain points and the aspirations of the person in front of us more than ever now. Yeah, I think that's what I, comes back to what I was saying before. I think 
yes, the strategy or the methods in how you do things may change month on month, year to year, but at the core of any successful business and particularly network marketing, like it just, it comes back down to growing your network and sharing your mission and sharing your story and inviting people. And I think that invite piece is so important because before you invite somebody to anything, you really need to qualify that they're actual lead first. And the way that you do that is getting clear on what are their needs? What are their wants? Because if you don't know what their needs and their wants are, you don't have a right to invite them to have a look at your service or have a look at your business or your opportunity or your product. Um, So whether you're doing that online but for me personally, and I think this way teach, we teach our team, like it's all about conversation. And I think people have to get back to really caring about the person they're talking to in front of them. Like what, what, what's going on in their world right now? I'm being sensitive to that. And once you have an understanding of what that person's goals, what the person's pains are, if you think you can help, that's when you can organically offer, hey, I don't know this could be something for you, but I was thinking of you because if I could send you some information about that or A, B, and C, would you like to check it out to see if it could be something that could help you with A, B, or C? And I know that's the same with a sales team. Like I'm talking to my hubby tonight about like their, the people on their sales phone. It's the same thing. They have a sales acronym yeah. and they might be doing cold calls, but before you would even invite someone to have a look at their service, they make sure the person they're talking to for my husband, they're, they're talking to tradies. What's going on in their work right now? Do they need work? What's the demand? Um, is it rural work like it's the thing about anything it's just about qualifying the lead and that just sounds like really icky sales language but all that essentially means is can you help that person is that person actually open to help so it's just being really personalized to the person that you're talking to whether it's in the inbox it's in person or it's being mindful of the person that you're communicating to when you're posting on your social media yeah yeah, I have a girlfriend who um, is in the retail space and uh, she's saying how on her online sales are just not working anymore. But in person, she can do thousands and thousands a day, But online, which is bizarre, right? Because previously online sales was crazy. Like you have a global reach. You're able to reach, like if you've got a database email of like say 5,000 people, 10,000 more, 50,000 people, like you can touch those people every single day and sell them something in the retail space. But now it's like the click rates are going down, sales online are going down. So I got really curious and I was just asking her some questions about like, well, what are you changing? Because obviously what you're doing is not working. So what what are you trying to do that's different? Like, are you trying to work it out? And we were having this really good chat because she was like, well, I just think it's something to do with my website. And I'm like, no, it's not your website. (laughs) Your website hasn't changed. Like the consumer has changed. Whether the consumer has started to change their fashion sense or the consumer has changed the way that they buy I think it is really important to really have a good think about this. Like what has changed? It's not the website. It's not that your click rates have gone down because your emails aren't reaching people. It's the consumer. So re- like really research that and have a good look. And I think this like covers all industries. Do some market research. Like have a look at what other people are doing that are kicking ass what can you do and make it your own way? What can you do to stand out? What can be your new point of difference? 
I truly believe what needs to happen is something so different that no one else has done before and it has to serve the consumer in a way that makes them feel like, wow, this is different. I like this. And it has to be disruptive because that's just where we're at. So personally for me, I'm in the thick of figuring out what that is. I don't have the answer. I just wanted to have a conversation with you about it, but it's got to be different. It has to serve the consumer. Language has to change. We can't keep doing the same thing that was working for five years ago that era has passed and it has to be disruptive in the way that like you've got to turn heads whatever it is that you do it's got to be like really freaking different so you stand out that's my two cents I'd love to ask you a question and this is for everyone any of you listeners as well like talking about market research and talking about being curious so this is I've been curious and doing my, I guess you could call it market research. And when I think about my avatar and my target market, it's essentially women like my friends. And I'm looking at my friend's behavior right now. And I don't know about you. And I'd love for you to ask yourself this question. If you're listening to this, maybe ask yourself this question. If I don't, but I guess it depends what kind of business you're in. Are your friends, your target market? Like people that I would love to work with are women in their thirties. Most of my, and their girlfriends like, are women. So most of my friends are women in their thirties. That's what I mean by target market. But when I think about what they're doing right now, if I have a just a check-in, honest conversation with any of my girlfriends who don't work online, so they're, they're not online with the interior, like with a motive to build a business, so I guess, again, they're my avatars, they're my target market, they're online to consume. Most of them, because I have no reason to be online, are choosing not to be right now. And I think that's, a, I don't know if you guys are doing some reflection in your own friendship circles, that is another insight into mm. consumer behavior because all of them are like they're feeling overwhelmed they're feeling zoom fatigued they all have normal jobs and they're deciding after their work to come home binge on netflix read a really good romance saucy novel and they're like just looking after their mental health and it's funny because it's not just one of my friends it's actually most of my friends right now are not online they're deleting instagram accounts um, they're enjoying being present with their kids. Most of them, like I said, don't have businesses, they have jobs. So they go to their job and they come home and they're just like enjoying being present, getting offline or reading a good book. And I just find that really ironic because it's not just one of them, it's majority of them. And I think that is a really good being curious if that's the indication of what's also happening in the wider market. Um, cause I feel like that kind of plays into what life, life after COVID people are fatigued and cause a lot of businesses were forced to pivot because of COVID, we got, a lot of us just got overwhelmed with like social media used to be a place to be social, but I think a lot of businesses, it's just over, it was, it was, it was oversaturated for a period of yeah. time there. Like my feed wasn't fun friend stuff. It felt like every second post was a pitch or something like an online webinar. I'm doing this or I'm doing this, or they're trying to up, one up each other. And I think if you're not a business owner, a lot of people are just tuning to opt out out of that altogether because they're just, they're craving peace and they're craving fresh energy and they're craving to be grounded which also like you said okay well how do you how do you serve the consumer in that way mm. like that's what they're craving right now and I think that comes back to what we're saying before us personally we're, we're still trying to work out what works but for us that means getting offline we've been creating these beautiful community events called nourished where our clients can just get offline and, and there's no ulterior motive it's just adding value 
to come and ground and just have a beautiful morning connecting with themselves and connecting with nature and putting themselves first because I think a lot of people just the general consensus if you ask around just in your own social circle is fatigued like Mm. they're just wanting less but more connection but less stuff yeah that brings me to a great conversation I had with a mutual girlfriend today. I went out for lunch with Anna and um, I was picking her brain. She just had an incredible launch of her of her course. And just I love picking the brains of people who are doing great things. And I just asked her some really cool questions around like what she feels she's doing right now that's really serving her community for her to have such a successful launch. And she said something so cool and she's challenged me to go and do this. So I'm saying it on the podcast so that you can keep me accountable and you can check in on me and be like, Shani, you're not freaking doing it. So she's challenged me to, first of all, show up online a little bit more. And I know this kind of contradicts exactly what you just said because you said to get offline. But she said what people are craving for those who are online, because you're right, not everyone is me a perfect example I had a baby and I literally went inwards like I don't know if anyone noticed probably not because I've disappeared but literally I did not show my face on my stories anymore I'm very like wishy-washy inconsistent right showing up online and I just made that decision personally when I had Rui because I was like I just don't want to be on my phone I just want to like stare at my baby's face and we also made a decision not to share Rui online so I'm always with Ruby, so I can't really whip up my phone and start talking on my stories because he's always next to me. So the last 10 months, I've definitely disappeared online. But she said, those who those people who are online, they want to get an, like an exclusive feel, like connectivity with you and your private life. Like not, you don't have to go and show everything but they want to see that you're a real freaking human and that you're doing a podcast in your pajamas with a messy bun and you are like not perfect and you're doing it messy and you're not pitching everything that you do every single day. They want to see you just living your life. Like how do you fold your freaking laundry? How do you make your bed? How do you Like, what's your mindset today? Are you having a shit day? Are you having a good day? So she challenged me to start showing my face online again. And I definitely am ready to come back online. But she said, it can't just be like, okay, guys, I'm back. Like, everybody, here's my life and here's my house and here's my dog and here's my kid and here's my business. Like, she was like, no, no, no. You need to create like this exclusive VIP feel. And um, I know Instagram has like this really cool functionality at the moment, which I haven't freaking got, but I know that you've got it, Loz, and I'm so jealous, but it's the broadcast list thing. I know that hasn't been rolled out to everyone, but I'm like waiting patiently for to, you know, get that. <laughs> but something like that, like a closed community that people can opt in to have like something different from you or like I know Instagram also has the close friends function um you can use that however you like I probably wouldn't use my close friends function I'd probably use like a broadcast list I have a VIP list but it's on Facebook through a many chat bot 
But instead of using your broadcast to be like, hey, I'm selling this today or hey, like I'm doing this today and you should join it. Here's my webinar link. Here's this, here's that. It's got to be more like, hey, guys, um, so I'm having a really shit day today. This is what happened. This is my mindset around it. Um, I'm going to write an email about it. And if you're on my email list, you're going to hear the full story. And that kind of connection is what people want right now because they want to see that they're not the only ones in the thick of it. So anyway, the short of the long is, <laughs> and I kind of called me out on my shit and was like, where the where fuck the- have you been? <laughs> Excuse the French, but she's like, you just disappeared. And I was like, yes, I disappeared. And she's like, you know, you totally deserve to disappear because you became a mom. But if you're ready for like next level you, I think you got to show your face online again. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm coming back. I'm going to write all my email subscribers an email and tell them where I've been and what's been happening and where I'm going and Let's freaking do it. So anyway, just to add to that little piece, that's, that's the, another conversation I had today. <laughs> good conversations. Good day. Good day. Yeah, good, good chats. Just real good chats today. And finishing off with this chat, epic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just intimacy. Like mm. people, yeah, I think people, it, I'm mindful that I'm, I'm mindful that this isn't a hallucination. Like this could be hallucination. Like it's not a fact, but I'm also mindful of what's going on in the world. And I think a lot of people are doing it tough. And yeah, you're only going to see people's highlight reels. People aren't going to be sitting there talking about how they're struggling to pay rent or put food on the table, or they have no idea where the money's coming from, or they're borrowing more money from parents. They're moving back into parent their parents houses like yeah a lot of conversations and people that I know that's their life and you wouldn't know it on social media so I think yeah like if you are showing up on the online just vulnerability and authenticity like it's that intimacy yeah. people want to people buy at the end of the day and want to work with people that they like know and trust so like put your walls down too if you're a business owner especially if you're like a you are your brand like for, for us the network marketing profession like mm. don't your, your post and your value every day doesn't have to be this amazing thing. Like you said, it could be you making your bed. Like people are actually interested in your life. You are the brand. You are the special source and you don't have to be all this special to be the source. Like it is just your day-to-day and the mum bum and the face serums and you with the baby. And yeah. like it's that's what people want. They If they are in the online space, the content they want to be consuming is authentic content that is intimate and they don't want to be the sick of the sales pitches. Like, yeah, it's not working anymore. No, mm. you can sell in your inbox. And I'm sure I'm really excited to have Ryan from Swish come talk to our team because I think and oh, I there's still a space for that. There are people still out there looking for an answer for things, and you've definitely got the product, whatever it is, the industry that you're in. Yeah, people are looking to buy solutions still. It's just got to be done differently. It your strategy needs to change. And um, I guess I came into this conversation with you tonight, Loz, hoping to tease it out. And I think what I've taken from our combo is the pivot is that you're the strategy. Like you are, you, you are the answer, like you, your intimacy with people, your exclusivity, your care, your heart, like that's where we're at in business right now. And that's, it's really got to be paramount. Otherwise, things aren't going to change. And caring about your consumer. 
Mm. Like being mindful and having that emotional intelligence to kind of be putting your finger on the pulse and knowing what's happening in the wider world. Like you might not be seeing it and people aren't posting about it, but it's definitely felt. So have that emotional intelligence with your messaging online. Have that emotional intelligence when you're talking to people in the inbox um, and just really care. Like people people don't care. What's that saying? They don't care about what you know. They don't care about you, what you know. It's how much you care. What's that saying? Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's not you like you don't feel like you have to be an authority right now. Like it's people don't yeah. care about how much you know. They care about how much you care. And if people can tell that you genuinely care about them and you are, and you do, like I know most of us are in the businesses that we're in because we care about our product and our service and we have a mission bigger than us to help the world be a better place. So if you care, like align with your mission and really connect emotionally with the person in front of you, whether you're on a call, whether you're on a text, whether you're creating your content and I think that intimacy will serve you and just keep asking yourself like Shen said what's going to be that thing that disrupts it like what's going to be that thing that's outside the box right now what does your consumer need do some market research what are other your other competitors doing how are they pivoting because I'm it's, it's a really interesting time and I think there's always opportunity whenever there's you see things like contracting in an area there's always an opportunity there for growth so you've got to think about how others wouldn't most people don't think yeah. And most people are quitting on their businesses right now. And like, I'm just sitting here on the sidelines, like, oh my gosh, this is great. <laughs> There's so much opportunity here. I'm just watching, just, just observing. I'm analyzing. I'm soaking it all in. And I'm like, this is an, a very interesting time in business. And it's exciting. It's it is exciting. Ex- it's exciting yeah. and it can also be stressful. So if you're a business owner listening to this though, just know that you're resilient. Like it's, yeah. I like, it is so interesting having these conversations with other business owners, even outside the profession. It's definitely something that is felt in the economy right now. And just, yeah, have that growth mindset. Like where's the opportunity in this? How can you pivot? What are you, like, you've just got to be one step ahead and like, you wouldn't be an entrepreneur if you if you didn't have what it takes. Like it's just time to get gritty. It's time to yeah. lean into your business besties, like surround yourself with people who get it. I think if you don't have other friends that are business owners, it's, it can be really tr- tricky. So if you don't have people in your circle, we're so glad that you have us and you're listening to the potty waiting for you. But you've got this. Please don't tap out. You've got it. And on that note, just before we end, if you do want to be a part of both of our exclusive community. Loz, you've got a broadcast um, thing on your Instagram. So you can just go to Lozzie's Instagram link in bio. I've seen it there. You can join your broadcast channel and I don't have one. So if you just message me the word VIP, you'll be added to it. And PS, I've got to tell you something really funny. I set it up myself and I set it up wrong. And then I had a professional look at it and they were like, um, you've had like 600 people join your VIP list and they're not in anything. And I was like, oh my God, how do I fix this? So if you've joined my VIP list on Instagram and you've never got a message from me, that's why. So just message me VIP again. And so your bot is so smart because every time I send you a message, it's like, oh, thanks. For the da-. It like sends me like a random thing. I'm like, that's not what I messaged you about, Shani. But thanks, Shani's bot. You were so honored to it. Oh, that, that's the professional who set that up. I stuffed the VIP thing up. But anyway, anyway, good chat tonight, Lizzie. Always. Bye, guys. See you in the next episode.